let's get started. <laughs> okay. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hello, Kristen. Hello, everybody else. Hello, Dana. Hello. It's, it's been about a week or three. Yeah, we're a little late on this Since one. Since we had a little delay. Kristen had a out-of-town work conference. We had birthdays to celebrate in the same week and Halloween and all kinds of stuff going on. I had a migraine for two and a half days. That's always fun. Yes. It's always a blast. Yes. Also, I have a little bit of a head cold right now, so if I sound, in my mind, I sound like I do. I don't know how I'm going to sound on this recording, but if I do, I apologize. I took a you COVID to test. Me? I don't have COVID. Oh, good. You, to me, sound totally normal. Okay. In my head, I don't sound normal. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> in like, many ways. You're like Phoebe when she gets a cold and sings really good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I may cough a little during this because I can, I can just tell. Alrighty. Well, I'm Dana. I'm Kristen. This is The Darker Side of Life. This is the podcast where two best friends tell each other weird, strange, creepy, unexplained, bizarre, really dark stories and don't tell each other what we're going to talk about. Yes. Um, but first, people should stick around after we finish this recording because we need to talk a little bit about Delphi. Yes, and we the do. updates in Delphi, but we'll hold off on that until the end okay so. good 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 so yeah it, uh i figured we would talk about that <laughs> Alrighty, so my story today is kind of a it's an odd one but it is the disappearance of a girl named carly guse or guse okay doesn't sound familiar so mm -hmm. this will be a new one to me mm -hmm. it's a little it's a little odd one i'll be interested to hear what you think my sources are the going west podcast Articles on Crime Online, Stories of the Unsolved, NBC News, FBI.gov, Vizaka.com, and Grunge.com. Okay. Okay. So, yes, the disappearance of Carly Gousset. Carly was born May 13th, 2002, to Lindsay Fairley and Zachary Gousset. She was born in Bishop, California. It's a small town in Southern California. Um, just north of Death Valley. Carly had an older brother named Kane, who she was very close with. Lindsay and Zach unfortunately divorced when Carly was two years old. So she was very young when her parents divorced. And after the divorce, Carly and Kane went to live with Lindsay in Bishop. So they all stayed in Bishop. Eventually, Lindsay decided that she was going to move to Las Vegas, which was about a four-hour drive from Bishop. And at this point, Carly's dad, Zach, had remarried a woman named Melissa. Instead of Carly moving with Lindsay to Las Vegas, she and her brother ended up moving in with her father, Zach, and her stepmom, which would mean that she got to stay in Bishop. So it okay. worked out. Her mom ended up going to Las Vegas, and then she went to live with her dad and stepmom. Carly had two half-brothers from um, Zach and Melissa's marriage named Cole and Cody. And her family said that she was a fantastic big sister. She loved being a big sister. She loved her brothers. Melissa remembered when she had one of her boys. Carly was sick. She had a temperature, so she couldn't go meet him right away. Aww. And she was just devastated that she couldn't go meet her new brother. And Melissa said as soon as she was better, she immediately went to meet him. So she couldn't wait. It's like you and your nephews. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I, yeah, waited. Javi waited in the hospital for like 16 hours. Um, Amelia was a little faster. He was, he was <laughs> more planned C-section and did not get stuck. 
eventually, Zach and Melissa decided to relocate to a small town called Chalfont in California. It's only about 10 miles outside of Bishop. It is about 1,000 people. So small, very small town. And the family of six moved on to Ponderosa Street. It was a small little community. I mean, when you look this up on Google Maps, it's just like stuck in the middle of the desert. It just looks like (laughs) this like square of a neighborhood that's just like plopped right in the middle of the desert. So that's kind of like the area that we're dealing with. It's very remote. It's very desert. And then there's just this little community that is popped up out of the desert. There must have been a water hole or something there back in the day to make people stop. There was um, in the old West a days train line. It, there was a train. There was a there were train oh, okay. tracks that okay. were abandoned and no longer used. So, um, yeah, one of those places where at one point there had been some kind of activity there. What was good about this move is that it was close enough to Bishop that Carly was able to still go to her same school, which was Bishop Union High School. So she didn't have to leave anyone behind. She could kind of stay in her in her same nice. school with her big group of friends. Carly had a lot of friends. She was a typical teenager. You said she loved to dance. She loved to hang out with everybody. She was always very positive about everything, had a great sense of humor. And she even had a boyfriend, a boy named Donald. Carly also had a part-time job with her stepmom, Melissa. Melissa was a loan signing agent and a notary. So I take this as just kind of being a typical after-school office job, probably doing some filing. Yeah. Don't think that Carly was notarizing things. (laughs) Probably not. (laughs) Or signing loan documents. Yes. Carly was very close with her mom, Lindsay, who was still living in Las Vegas when all of this happened. Lindsay said that she and Carly were, quote, literally best friends. They were always very open with each other. They could tell each other everything. So super close. Before Carly disappeared, her family said that everything seemed fine with her. She was your typical teenager. There were not any, you know, red flags to indicate something was going wrong. However, there were some reports that I did read, and this wasn't consistent across the board, but I did read it a few times, where her friends said that some things leading up to her disappearance weren't quite right. Carly had apparently got into some trouble at school. She'd been suspended for smoking pot on campus, and her grades were starting to fall. So she was forced to attend counseling to kind of get those grades back up. Also, her friends allegedly claimed that she was starting to have what they called episodes, quote, episodes, where she was really worried and saying that she was being tracked by her cell phone. So odd, just kind of odd behavior. specific? Okay. Yes. I was going to say, what, anxiety? Like, because... I could see that, but the being tracked by the cell phone is very specific. Right. And very, like, she was very paranoia. worried about somebody tracking her on her cell phone. Okay. Again, this, I, this was not a consistent thing that I saw reported, but I did see it in a few places. So I wanted to bring it up. I didn't see anything where her family brought this up. So okay. it could have been something where maybe her family wasn't seeing it and her friends were experiencing it with yeah. her. I'm not too sure. But her family definitely didn't see any red flags before all of this happened. So that takes us to the night of October 12th, 2018. 
It was a Friday night and Carly was supposed to go or she said she was going to go to a football game at her high school when in reality she was not going to a football game, but instead what has been called a house party. But according to her boyfriend, Donald was more of like a kickback. It wasn't a big gathering. There were just a couple of people that were there. Okay. So yeah, didn't tell her parents. She lied to her parents, which a lot of teenagers do. Yeah. And uh, ended up going to this party. So Melissa thinking Carly was at a party. She calls her about eight o'clock. I guess this would probably be around the time maybe that the game was ending. And she Dang, asked, if your football games are ending at eight o'clock, well, maybe that's I'm trying early. to think when did our start? <laughs> our started Even about seven thirty. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah, ours went on late. I mean, maybe they started it at four or five, like right after school. See, I, don't I don't even know. know because I was never at the first half of a game. I was always oh my practicing. Like, yeah, I had to be there to cover <laughs> Never saw like first half of our football games ever. Yeah, most of ours started at like seven, seven thirty eight. I guess it's true. Like they probably yeah. started at about seven, seven thirty once it was dark. Um, yeah. well, I mean, they'll probably have lights, but still. So yeah, but Melissa called Carly about eight o'clock and asked her if she was going to need a ride home. And Carly said no. She said she was going to get a ride home from Donald. Still not indicating that she was at a party. Okay. And during that call, Melissa said there wasn't anything off about Carly's behavior. Things very quickly got weird. According to others at this kickback slash party, including her boyfriend, Donald, Carly started to become very paranoid. She was frantic, she was erratic, and nobody could calm her down. Melissa received a call from Carly at about 8.30, and so this is not long after she initially talked to Carly, and Carly begged Melissa to come pick her up from Trailer Park, where the party was. So she admits, like, hey, I'm at a party, I need you to pick me up. Yeah. Melissa said she was frantic, and all Carly kept saying was, hurry up, please hurry up, come get me. So Melissa gets in the car... Um, oh, hold on, back up. And according to Melissa, Carly was so freaked out, she didn't want to get off the phone with Melissa. She wanted to stay on the phone with her the whole entire time that Melissa was driving to get her. Oh, okay. That's smart. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's smart. Yeah. However, it seems like either the call dropped or somebody hung up because Melissa, when she pulled up to the address, she wasn't on the phone with Carly when she got there. And when she pulled up, Carly was nowhere in sight. Oh, geez. So Melissa starts driving down the road, trying to maybe see if she can find Carly. It's night. It's dark. And as Melissa's driving down the road, she spots this like small light in the dark that was she was kind of like bouncing off the pavement and realizes it's Carly on her cell phone. And Carly is like booking it down the road, full speed, just running. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. This is a little bit Kenika Jenkins vibes. Like if your friend is somewhere and they're having this weird panic attack or anxiety attack or something, or they're out of their, like out of their element, like if they're drunk Mm -hmm. or had too much, like took drugs or something, stay with them. Like, wow, please somebody stay with this person. So Donald, her boyfriend, he would later say that he was walking with Carly to kind of like, Oh, stay with her, her calm her down. Okay. And she apparently bit him and took <gasps> off running. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah. So I think he tried to do the right thing. So they tried stay with okay, her good. and then good, she good. just took off. I mean, I, I would imagine oh if somebody gosh. does that to me, there's gonna be a moment of what what just happened. Oh, of course. 
so yeah, someone it seems that somebody did try to stay with her. Good, good. So Melissa finds Carly running down the road. She stops and Carly gets into the car. Melissa said that Carly looked very pale, very ghost-like, and she had giant dilated pupils. Okay. On the way home, Carly couldn't sit still during the ride. She was constantly changing seats, and she kept saying that she thought the car was going to kill her. Okay. Carly admits to Melissa that she had smoked some pot at the party, and she was worried that it was laced with something. So at this point, I would assume Melissa would figure, okay, she's paranoid. She's She smoked too much. It's hit her weird. She's paranoid from smoking. Let's just get her home. Let's have her come down from this. But her behavior was weird. That is weird. Um, I don't know about the eyes being dilated. I didn't think smoking pot did that to your eyes. I figured it'd have to be some other kind of drug. And I don't think I'd be energetic enough to run down the street. I would be lazy (laughs) as hell. (laughs) I don't know. I wonder if somebody did give her another drug. And then there's also something else I'm thinking. I can wait until later if you want. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Okay. Carly gets home and her behavior continues to be very erratic. Her father, Zach, was home and he witnessed her beha- the behavior as well. Carly didn't want to be around her phone or have it near her. She cycled between telling her dad and stepmom that she loved them and she was happy to be home to then saying that they were going to kill her and she was afraid of them. Oh, gosh. Zach was concerned that this wasn't just paranoia from pot, that either it was laced with something or she had taken something else that was causing this, Mm -hmm. whether she knowingly took it or somebody had given it to her without her knowledge. That's when you go to the ER. Hmm. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about we're going to go to the ER. We'll do a blood test. We'll get to the bottom of it. There'll be some discussions about that for sure. Melissa and Zach decide they need to get some food in her to sober her up. So they gave her a salad and a power bar, which would not be my choice of what I would give somebody to sober up. A salad. Flaming hot Cheetos and Mountain (laughs) Dew, people. Come on. Yeah, a salad. I mean, I guess I appreciate the healthiness of it. It just and maybe that's all they had, honestly. Maybe it was maybe they had made a big salad for dinner. They had some left over. Thought let's just give her a salad. Salad is not comfort food. No. Well, I do like a good salad sometimes, but a power bar. Uh, it's a weird combo. Carly wouldn't eat the salad. She spit it out and claimed she was eating the devil's lettuce. The devil's lettuce is marijuana. I know. <laughs> Bless her heart. I mean, I'm not a big salad She's fan 16. either, so I'm kind of with her on this one. It's just funny. I just find it like ironic <laughs> funny. She called it the devil's lettuce when it's like, that's a name for pot. It's a name for pot. Yeah. As they're at the kitchen table, Melissa did something that is going to become pretty controversial with people. A lot of people have mixed feelings about it, obviously because of what happens later with Carly. As they're at the table, Melissa pulls out her cell phone and starts to audio record Carly. Melissa would later claim she did this with the intent to show Carly in the morning. It's kind of a lesson to say, hey, look what you were like last night. And I can understand this. To an extent why she might do this in the moment because she doesn't have the hindsight of what happens. Yeah. And 
she just wants to be able to show Carly this is how you were. But looking back now, I can see why people would think it was maybe not appropriate and question why Melissa did it just because of how things escalate. If anything, I'd record it to show like a doctor or somebody just in case. I do that to my cat a lot. This is a little bit of an an offside, but there's a lot of things in my cat that the vet doesn't ever get to see. Like if she limps because she has arthritis really bad and like a weird gait. Or if she's breathing funny, like Teeny used to do or whatnot. And I would have a hard time explaining it. So I just took a video of it when it happened so I could show the vet. So I was hoping that you were going to say they were taking a video of her, these severe mood swings. So maybe they could show a doctor. No. Okay. No. It was to to show Carly the next day. Okay. And why it becomes so controversial is because of how Carly is on this call. She is very scared and she's she's terrified and she's talking about having a lot of dark thoughts she starts talking about the devil a lot she starts talking about her own spirituality and needing to go to church and she also talks about being afraid of going to sleep because she's afraid she's not gonna wake up and she keeps talking about like calling 911 and would you call 911 if I died or if something happened to me so she's She's very scared and people clearly and obviously have a problem with it because something's clearly wrong with Carly and Melissa's sitting there recording her like nothing's wrong. And I get to, I understand to a point why Melissa might do this to teach her a lesson. But then I think there's also a point that you reach as a parent as you're watching your child go through that to say, maybe I need to go do something about this because this might be something more than pot and Maybe we do need to take her to the hospital. That's exactly what I'm trying yeah. to say. If her eyes are dilated and she's paranoid and people are like, okay, well, I'd smoke pot, but maybe it was laced with something. You immediately take her to a hospital. Right. Yeah. So it's it, this video comes up a lot. And I, I think there was good intention there, but it's... In hindsight, it was not in the best In hindsight, thing. <laughs> it was not the best. But yeah. even without hindsight, I feel like maybe you maybe you should have handled this a little differently we have got to stop recording everybody all the time (laughs) yeah on video now seriously not everything has to be recorded the video was eight minutes and 45 seconds melissa allegedly also texted um some of carly's friends including donald i don't know what these texts said except one to donald the, that text has come out and all it said was pray for Carly which is odd to me I just think it's odd that like are you saying pray for her because her behavior is not really acceptable and she needs some help and she's making bad decisions or are you saying pray for her because she's in bad shape when in that case you would think if you're that concerned and wanting someone to pray for her why are you not calling 911 or why are yeah, you not taking exactly. her to the hospital um if you're sending that text, maybe I, she meant like pray for Carly because I'm gonna kill her when she like <laughs> yeah, comes back. Pray to for normal. her when she comes back from this <laughs> yeah when she gets back into okay. like reality and comes off of this drug or whatever episode right. she's having. Like I'm gonna ground yeah. her to next week. We don't no, really have context Carly, but... about what the uh, these other texts are. I know one text that I would be sending to Donald and anybody at that party is I to would be like what out did what she was eat there. I yeah. would say okay, I'm not trying to bust you. But she's saying she smoked pot, but she's not acting like it. 
I need you to tell me what else she took, if you know, or if there was anything else at the party, or if there are other people who were there who are also experiencing something like this to indicate, hey, yeah, maybe something was laced. Yeah. I want to know. I want to know what my child took and say, just tell me what she took so we can get her help. Because And I'd be like, if she dies, you're an ac- you could be an accomplice. So you right. can tell me or you can tell the police when something right. worse happens. Just tell me. Just tell me and then we'll get her the help that she needs. Because I would be starting to think this isn't really right. from smoking too much weed. No, that's how our parents used to tell us when we were teenagers and starting to like go out on our own into the world and whatnot our parents would always tell us i don't care if you drink i don't care if you smoke i don't care what drugs you do i'd rather you either a do it at the house (laughs) (laughs) or b it's like if you ever get in a situation where you took too much or something's wrong he's like do not be afraid to call us yes you call my parents are like tell me everything you're not going to get in trouble for getting blackout drunk underage you're going to get in trouble if you try to drive home blackout drunk right. underage <laughs> you might still get in trouble from getting well, blackout yeah. drunk but we'll wait until probably. you sober up let's just get you home safely first but not for my parents like my parents are probably not gonna I, I figure just that fear of oh my god i'm gonna kill somebody would be enough for me to not do that ever again right but right. they just wanted they would just tell me that i would not be in trouble with them right because if I need medical help, lying about it isn't going to help anything. Right. Exactly. Just tell the truth. Just tell the truth. And then we'll go from there. Carly's behavior. But this is going to get seem- worse. So. Oh, yeah. It does get worse. Carly's behavior did seem to get a little less paranoid as the night went on. Um, still kind of erratic and weird. Good, she good. asked Melissa to stay up with her because she wanted to paint her nails. She wanted to color um, she asked Melissa if she could sleep with her in bed. And Melissa was like, yeah, that's fine. They sat up and read the Bible together. They stayed up most of the night going to bed around 3 a.m. And Carly's wow. dad said he woke up a little after 3 and saw that Melissa was in bed with Carly and that Carly was wide awake. But at the time, he figured it's probably the drugs. She's laying there and she's yeah. on something. But at least she's safe and laying in bed. According to Melissa... She was in bed with Carly, and when Melissa woke up at about 5.48 a.m., Carly was next to her, either asleep or with her eyes open. I've seen Whoa. two versions. Two versions. The initial one was that she was asleep. Oh, okay. So she was either asleep or awake, not like asleep with her eyes open, just no. staring. Okay, because that was the mental picture I got. Oh, and sorry. It was weird. Yeah, I guess I could have <laughs> phrased that a little better. No, it's okay. <laughs> Sleep or awake. We don't know which one. Melissa said she then fell back asleep and woke up sometime between 7.15 and 7.30 in Carly's bed. When she wakes up, Carly is gone. Oh, no. She's not there. Melissa gets up and starts walking around the house trying to find Carly. She does not find her in the house, but she finds her cell phone and her purse. Nothing else seems to be missing. She checks outside. She can't find Carly. The door to the outside was partially open. But no one in the family had heard anything through the morning. No one had heard her leave. No one had heard the door open. When Melissa can't find her, she goes in to wake Zach up and says that she can't find Carly. Initially, there doesn't seem to be a ton of panic, you know, a little bit because your child is not in the house. But both of them thought she probably went out to go for a walk, maybe to clear her head. Obviously, after a tough night, like just like I need to get out. I don't think she drove. I mean, she was 16, but I don't, I don't get the feeling that she drove. Both Melissa and Zach got into their cars and decided they were going to drive around to try and find her. And 
Zach said he fully expected to to find her before he even got out of the neighborhood. Figured mm-hmm. she was probably just walking around. Melissa said she went a little further and she said she drove out into the boonies over boulders in her Corolla, which was an odd statement to me. <laughs> what? I don't know why. It was just an odd statement, like to point out, like, yep, I drove over boulders. I don't know. But she in a Corolla? In a Corolla. <laughs> hey, Corollas are awesome. <laughs> hey, I also drive a Toyota. Not a Corolla, but <laughs> Toyotas are awesome. I just think it's funny that she's like, I drove over boulders. And I'm like, really? You did? I think that's just an odd statement. Like, it's an odd thing to point out. Yeah, that's weird. It's just an odd thing to point out. I don't know. Melissa and Zach searched for about two hours with no sighting of Carly. And they started to think something's wrong. This neighborhood is not that big and we're not finding her. Okay. So... At about 9.35, Zach and Melissa call Carly's mom, Lindsay, in Las Vegas, and they tell her Carly is gone, which initially Lindsay took as meaning Carly had died. That was her first oh God. thought. Yes. It's a Rephrase. weird phrasing. Yes. So she's firing questions off to Zach to say what happened, who is she with, what's going on. Zach's like, I don't know. She's just gone. Melissa and Zach thought that this was a very strange reaction for Lindsay to have to jump to Carly being dead when she heard the word gone. Well, it, no, that's no, totally it's normal. But this is just one of many moments that we're going to see where there's tension with this family that drives me absolutely <sighs> insane. But it kind of, I feel like it kind of starts here with the word gone. Yeah. Uh, to me, it started with boulders. Boulders. <laughs> so did anybody call the cops and say, yes. hey, our daughter's yes. missing? Good. Yeah, they called Lindsay first, and then they they called the cops. Good, good, good. Lindsay heads to Chalfont from Las Vegas, and then Zach and Melissa report her missing. Initially, it's thought that Carly had run away, that she was possibly feeling the effects of what she had taken the night before, which seems very extreme for weed, which would point to something a little different. Mm-hmm. I did look up how long hallucinogenics last, because <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um it did say LSD can last 12 plus hours. Oh, so, wow. And she was having a bad trip. Yeah. If so, it was LSD. If it was LSD. All we know was that she said she had smoked some weed. So See, I don't this know. is why they should have taken her to a hospital and done a blood test. They could figure yep. out if you're on any kind of drugs or not. Yeah. And, and they'll know what to do. They'll know how to calm her down. If anything, they can just give her something to help her sleep and she could sleep it off. And Right. She could have come down safely. Yeah, in exactly. a very secure environment. And not wandered off on her own and have people around her to help take care of her. Right. Her boyfriend, Donald, would later say that Carly hadn't smoked in a while. And he wondered if maybe the weed she smoked at the party had triggered something in her. And I go back to her friend saying that she had been experiencing some like weird episodes. Yeah. I did get oh, on a Reddit thread. Schizophrenic? Well, I did get on a Reddit thread where people talked about how they were regular smokers and then did it you know one time and it like completely flipped them out experiencing things like thinking people around them were trying to kill them and panicking and going to the hospital and saying that that never happened to them before but it almost triggered like this mental health episode for them and that they were never able to smoke after that so I don't know I don't not that I think that smoking weed can trigger trigger mental health but I wonder if you're ha- already having some issues and you do that, if it can exacerbate what's I think already it'll going amplify on. amplify it. 
amplify I've heard it. that about shrooms. I've never done shrooms before, and I don't like mushrooms in general. <laughs> so I'm I like, don't I'm think t- the point is to eat I them to taste mushrooms. <laughs> I mean, I'm speaking from what other people have told me, but I've heard that it can like amplify what you're currently feeling. So if you're yes. currently feeling anxious, you're going to get even more anxious. If you're happy, you're going to be euphoric. So right. like maybe, I don't know. Maybe yeah, no, I've read that too. More experienced in drugs than I am can correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> There was no Amber Alert that was issued because there was no one who witnessed Carly being taken. There was no evidence of any kind of abduction. The Sheriff's Department, FBI, and National Center for Missing and Exploited Children became involved in the search for Carly. They combed the area and the desert with ATVs, dogs, cars, people on foot, people on horses, and people in helicopters. But nothing of Carly was found to indicate where she had gone. And like I said, this area is very remote and desolate and it's it's desert. So she could be she could have wandered off anywhere. There were three possible sightings of Carly on the morning of October 13th. One was from a retired police officer with the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Office. His name was Richard Eddy. And he said he saw a thin female with long hair walk by his house about 6.30 or 7 um, on Ponderosa Street, which was the street that Carly lived on. Okay. And this girl had a piece of paper in her hand, and she was waving it around, kind of like up at the sky. Okay. So, odd, odd behavior. Eddie thought it was odd because he said it was a chilly morning out, and this girl was only wearing a t-shirt and possibly sweatpants, either sweatpants oh, no. or jeans. So, it caught his attention. And according to Eddie, Melissa came to his house later to ask if he had seen her. Eddie said he hadn't, but he got on his motorcycle to maybe go see if he could find her, but he never did. Another neighbor claimed to see Carly, or someone who resembled Carly, with a piece of paper in her hand walking down the street in the neighborhood. Okay. So that's two sightings two. of a teenage girl with a piece of paper in their hand. This one's odd. A third person who was cutting wood, I don't know why you're cutting wood that early. <laughs> you're a morning a, person. Well, I guess. Well, if you're camping. Hopefully with maybe. an axe and not a chainsaw to annoy your neighbors oh, at 7 God. in the morning. Lord. Um, this person witnessed a female standing behind a barbed wire fence near Highway 6, and the girl fit Carly's description. Did so, she have a piece of paper? J- we don't know. She was <laughs> just a girl standing behind a barbed wire fence. Okay. Near Highway 6. And Highway 6 ran through Chalfont Valley and led right over the border into Nevada. Okay. So, obviously, when you have a major highway near where someone has possibly disappeared, that's concerning because you think of the possibility yeah. of somebody taking Carly and then being able to drive away pretty quick from the area. The search for Carly continued until October 25th before it was called off. So, the official search was called off, but then... There were private searches that continued. People hung posters all over town. They hung posters into Nevada. They hung ribbons with Carly's favorite color. But no one reported seeing her after the three possible sightings on the day she disappeared. So at least no one that was, no reports that were credible. Also, no one who had been on Highway 6 that day reported seeing Carly along along that stretch of road. But authorities were confident that Carly had walked away from her house that morning on her own because mm-hmm. of those three sightings. They don't think anybody had like, broke into the house to, to get her. 
and they believed she left home about 6.30 based on those sightings. Okay. Do we know if those three sightings are all a woman with long hair and a t-shirt and sweatpants? They all match her description. Okay. So I kind of mentioned it before, but there was a lot of drama with the family, which always makes me mad because you have drama within the family and it takes away from the victim. Yes. And the one that should be front and center in this. So the drama with the family took front and center instead. Zach and Melissa had issues with Lindsay. Lindsay had issues with Zach and Melissa. Now, one point of contention was the fact that Melissa did some Facebook Live videos very soon after Carly disappeared. A couple of them, I think, were within hours. She hopped on Facebook Live. And Lindsay, along with many others, have problems with this because they think it was very self-serving and exploitative of Melissa to do this. Some people thought it was too soon after Carly disappeared to be on Facebook. But if I have a missing kid, I don't. I'm going to be on any platform I can possibly be on. I'm going to be on TikTok. Mm-hmm. I hate TikTok. I'm going to be on TikTok. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't care. I don't. I don't care what you think of me. Facebook live streaming. If it gets attention out that my child is yeah. missing, I'm going to do it. So I don't. I don't have an issue with Melissa doing that. Did she say anything that was questionable? No, the just giving. Just information. Just giving information, but people apparently didn't like it. Zach and Melissa had issues with Lindsay because even though she had come to Chalfont Valley, obviously to try and find her child, she didn't take part in any of the searches and people were upset about that. And Lindsay admits, no, she didn't because she said she couldn't move. She was so devastated. I love that, the way that other people have a problem with somebody else deciding what is better for them or not. Right, in a exactly. lot of places, law enforcement doesn't want family members being involved in the search. They because they don't want them to find a, anything. If you find a body, first of all, it's going to be traumatic for you. Mm-hmm. If it's a crime scene, the first thing you want to do is just like go and hug that person like and shake them. Are Jean you okay? Ramsey. Exactly. So, I mean, I would be okay with that because maybe she was told not to participate in the search or... Right. I don't think she was told not to. She just admits that she was completely devastated, that she just could not move. I don't blame her. Okay. I I mean, people have their reasons, and that's a valid reason. Everyone handles things differently, and I don't blame her for behaving like that. Because if she was the person that finds her dead daughter, who she is literally best friends with, you know? exactly. that That would be so traumatic for her. That's like something that she probably will never, ever get over. Right. She's already dealing with a missing child. Right. Let her let her handle this in the best way that she can. On March 16th, 2019, the family was on an episode of Dr. Phil. Dr. Phil. <laughs> it is such a I mean, mess. it gets the word out about it your does. daughter. So. It does get the word out. And he did call them out on some things, which I appreciated. I'm not a fan of Dr. Phil, but he did bring up some valid points. Lindsay, Zach, and Melissa were all on it. They couldn't even be in the same room with each other. Oh my it was God. like Zach and Melissa would be out talking to Dr. Phil and Lindsay would be backstage watching and they have to switch. Like They couldn't even be because there's been so many accusations between everybody that they can't even be in the same space with each other anymore. Oh my God. A united front is going to help your daughter yeah. a lot more than infighting will yeah. do it. So both families kind of got a chance to talk to see what they thought happened 
And Zach and Melissa said that they believed that whatever she had taken at the party was laced with something or that she had taken something that was not pot. Mm-hmm. When asked whether they think she should have been taken to the ER, her dad said that he wished every second of every day that he had taken her to the hospital. I do too. I feel so, you feel so frustrated that they didn't, but then you feel so empathetic to think that he has to live with that every single day. And, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to come down too hard on them. They did it. They did the best that they could at the time, I'm sure, and yeah. made the decision that they thought was best. And and he also saw Melissa and her, like, talking and laying in bed. So he's like, all right, it's cool. Like, she's just need to come down off it. Right. Everything's okay. And he's probably in a tight spot, too, because he's got his ex-wife and current wife. Right. And they're probably fighting each other and then he probably feels caught in the middle in some ways. Right. No one, your kid comes home from a party that they lied about acting erratically. No one's going to go to, she's going to be gone the next day and run off and disappeared. No one goes to that. No one knows how to prepare for that. So I try to be really empathetic. It's just frustrating thinking all you had to do is take her to the ER. All you had to do and this would have happened. I mean, I would have done that even if she was like, okay, you know, like for the blood test. I'm like, you took something like something happened. Like somebody else could get really sick off it or die off it. I would just want to know what it was. Right. If anything. The audio recording obviously came up in this segment. And it's really Mm -hmm. interesting because both Zach and Melissa say that no one asked them for this recording. And Dr. Phil immediately was like, oh, yeah, we did ask. And then they kind of pivot and say, well, you know, it's an ongoing investigation. And Dr. Phil keeps saying, you know, okay, but you can let me listen to it or our people listen to it and we may be able to pick up on something that other people haven't. Mm -hmm. They just seem very evasive about this. And I do understand to some extent if this is – if it is, there is an ongoing investigation and it is your child who's in a very vulnerable state, you don't want to put that out there for the public. Right. So I get that to an extent. They did let Dr. Phil listen to it on his own. They said, okay. we'll let you, we have it, we'll let you listen to it on your own. We don't want it played on air, which okay. compromise. And he did listen to it. And he said, you know, yeah, everything that they said was in this recording is true. There's, well, there's some... There are some issues with it. We'll go into that. But he also confronts Zach and Melissa about the neighbor who spotted Carly, that first one, uh, Richard Eddy, I believe his name was. Mm-hmm. And he says, you know, you won't give us his contact. You won't. We want to have him on. And they're like, no, we don't want anybody knowing his contact. <laughs> Zach's reasoning behind this is to say, like, I'm not dragging this person in unless he wants to be here. But the whole thing is just we're trying to get information to help and you're being very secretive about things like this recording and contact information with somebody who possibly had a sighting of her. Why are you hiding this? Like you see why people kind of get suspicious of you. So it's just an odd dynamic and I don't really understand where it comes from with the family. If you want your daughter's disappearance solved, if you want to find her, why aren't you going to bring everybody in who can possibly help yeah that's okay Lindsay, she questions melissa and zach when they say they don't know where she is she doesn't really believe them 
she thinks, Lindsay thinks that Melissa had something to do with Carly's disappearance. She had something to do, but she knows, she thinks Melissa knows what happened and where Carly is. Lindsay said that initially she didn't suspect anything weird with Melissa and Zach until she got to California and she heard part of that audio recording and she heard how stressed and scared Carly was. She said, it's going to be horrible. Yeah. She, I don't think she listened to all of it right away. Yeah. And she asked Zach and Melissa, why didn't you call an ambulance? Like Carly asked and they said, well, she just smoked some pot. They kind of just like, no, she says they kind of brushed it off and which ticked her off. Lindsay also claimed that at one point Melissa was looking at a map of where police had searched and she made the comment, they're going the wrong way. And Lindsay was like, why would you make that comment unless you knew something more than what you're saying? If you knew, if you didn't know what happened, why would you make that comment? But then devil's advocate, I say, if Melissa was involved, why would she be stupid enough to make that comment in front of? people so I almost took it more of like Melissa maybe had her own theory in her mind of what happened and thought Mm -hmm. like they're not they're not finding anything they're going the wrong way or it doesn't even have to be a directional thing she could make it like I think they're going the wrong way about it but just left off the about it part so yeah talking about the general search I think they're going the wrong way like they're just doing it wrong okay Lindsay also did bring up the fact that Zach had been kind of intoxicated the night that Carly came home. Okay. Which I don't really think is fair to blame him for that. Like it's his home. No. He's allowed to <laughs> yeah. he's allowed to have and I don't want to come down hard on Lindsay. She's a mom who's going through something terrible and and wants somebody to blame. She wants to find out what happened. But mm-hmm. again, like he doesn't know all this is gonna happen. He comes home and he wants to have something to drink. He's perfectly able to. Lindsay said that on the audio, Carly asked Melissa to call 911, but Melissa and Zach claim that she didn't ask to call 911. She said, if something happens to me, would you call 911? The private investigator named Michael Boone, who Lindsay hired, she hired this private investigator like five days after the disappearance. He claimed that Carly asked for Melissa to call 911. So okay. there's a lot of like, he said, she said, whatever. Dr. Phil listens to it. And it's kind of a combo of both. Apparently, Carly says something like, would you call 911? And Melissa says, what do you mean? And Carly said, if something happened to me, would you call 911? And Melissa's like, yeah, of course I would. But nothing's going to happen to you. You're fine. So it is kind of both. So she does say okay. something along the lines of, would you call 911? But it's in the context of would you call if something was wrong? So they're all kind of right about what was said, but they're all attacking each other over it. Lindsay's belief about what happened that night is that she thinks that Carly OD'd and that Melissa and Zach disposed of the body. Okay. Which I have thoughts on. Do you have thoughts on it? Well, I mean, I could see if she would OD on something, probably accidental. And right. wander off on her own. But I don't know if I don't know if Zach and Melissa would dispose of the body though, like their daughter. <laughs> I don't know. That's right. kind of that's that's a big stretch for me so far with not a lot of evidence in that direction. Right. But 
my question is, does it take 10 hours to OD? I mean, I don't know. If she's picked up from a party and she's she's alive, she's erratic, but she's alive and she's going through all these things of eating the salad and talking to her parents, that to me, like there's a stretch of time in there. And I, yeah, to me, you can have like an edible and that lasts like for hours. Yeah, but depending on how strong it is, I guess. OD I don't on know. edibles. No, they don't. And if it had something else in it, I don't I don't know really. I don't know right. the life cycle of what different hallucinogenic drugs do to you. <laughs> I don't either. I have a problem with Melissa saying that Melissa and Zach would have disposed of the body. I just think why? They didn't give her the drugs. Why would you even if you woke up and your daughter was gone from a drug overdose, even if you thought okay I'm culpable because I didn't call 911 when she wanted me to it's still not their she they they didn't provide her with the drugs that caused her to overdose so why would you hide the body of your daughter no and create this chaos I just don't I just don't see it yeah because that's even worse than and plus, since you took the video over the day before, you woke up with her at, what, 6.37, and then, like, hours later, you call the cops because you go looking for her. That's not a lot of time. Right. It just seems... And they, they would find... Oh, sorry. I'm sure they would find evidence somehow, you know, like a shovel or boots with dirt on it or right. or whatever. As far I as I know, know, there's not been anything that's been found. Yeah. So I mean, I just, just think that's a little bit of a stretch. I can understand where she'd be angry. I think that audio is really what makes her think that because of how terrified she was yeah. and asking, you know, about calling an ambulance and everything. But you have to think that that was whatever she was on was causing her to be paranoid, not that she was experiencing yeah. this crisis for real, but in her mind she was. Mm-hmm. So I can see that. That's what Lindsay's going off of. And it's her daughter and she's terrified. So there's, there is a lot of suspicion with Zach and Melissa that they know more than they're saying that they did something to, to Carly or they covered up something that happened with Carly. And I, I don't agree with a lot of it. I don't see it, Mm -hmm. but there is one weird thing with Melissa that does kind of make me question and it's her story because it has changed. Does she not go over boulders? (laughs) She didn't go over, she went over little rocks. No. Um... (laughs) Her story changed. So initially it was, I woke up at 548. Carly was next to me, went back to sleep, woke up between 715 and 730 and Carly was gone. Okay. Later, she said something different. In an interview with NBC about a month after the disappearance, she said that she went through her, quote, usual morning routine a little after five, which was opening the bedroom doors of all of her kids, telling them good morning. At this point, According to Melissa, Carly was in her bed and Melissa said after she opened up all the doors, she went back to her own bed, fell back asleep. And then when she woke up, Carly was gone. So these are okay. very different that stories. Is very different. And also, man, y'all get up early in this household. Also, it's a Saturday. I know. It's five o'clock Saturday, in the Saturday. And that is what is weird to me. Is that normal? Is it normal on a Saturday for you to wake your kids up? a little after five o'clock is that your quote usual morning routine i don't know but the neighbor was chopping wood at seven so maybe they're just an early town (laughs) i guess so also you know okay so back it up Lindsay also claimed that melissa told her on that morning she woke the boys up at about 5 30 
on that Saturday and took them to her brother's house. So what? that was very suspicious to Lindsay because she's like, why are you taking your kids to your brother's house? Which makes her suspicious that something had happened to Carly and Melissa was trying to get the kids, the other kids out of the house so she could deal with it. Mm-hmm. So I, that was something Lindsay said on Dr. Phil. I hadn't seen that reported anywhere else. It makes me wonder, was that a normal Saturday routine? Did the kids go over to Melissa's brother's house on Saturday mornings for some reason? And that's what Melissa meant for a morning routine. Yeah. I also find it weird, though, that she wakes the kids up, but then she goes back to bed herself. She wakes the kids up and she's like, I'm going back to bed. (laughs) How's it feel? I'm taking a nap. (laughs) Especially with Carly. You know, you just had a really rough night with your daughter and go check on her you're not gonna check on her you're just gonna open her door and be like oh she's sleeping I'm gonna go in and check on her to make sure she's okay maybe get her up to be like wake up we need to talk about this because I'm tired and I was up all night with you and I'm ticked off and now you're gonna hear about it or just make sure that she's okay like it's just weird that she would see her in bed and say okay now I'm going back to my bed okay so it's weird. It's very weird. Especially also when you know that Melissa texted boyfriend Donald, pray for Carly, which mm-hmm. shows a level of concern, but then you're not going to check on her in the morning. Yeah, that's weird. So, so what is the official story with Melissa then? Because right now we have three know. different ones, but don't one really of them know. is only coming from Lindsay. So that you have to kind of. You take it with a grain of salt. Be a little fair. Yeah, yes. you have to be fair. I don't know. I don't know. What I guess the what real she story would is. tell police would be the official story, but I think the official story was okay. the first one of what she told police. I don't know why it was changed. Okay. If you're just I I understand in the situation remembering something differently, just you know, in the moment you're remembering mm-hmm. it one way when things kind of clear and calm down, maybe you think of it in a different way. I also thought maybe Melissa felt guilty cuz she didn't sleep next to Carly like Carly yeah. wanted and instead did go to her own bed just and then I Carly mean, just... disappeared so she initially tries to make it seem a little better for herself not because she was guilty but because she was feeling guilty yeah. that she hadn't to be like yeah I slept next to her and she was fine um I don't know I I don't know mm-hmm. I just think it's always odd when stories change and when they change that much it's it's a big know. difference between waking up difference. and then falling back to sleep minutes later right. to waking up and getting out of bed and doing something and right. then going back to bed. Yeah. In a different bed. In a different bed. It's it's odd. So that is one that is one thing that I'm a little suspicious of with Melissa, just because it doesn't make sense to me. I mean, sometimes I get up in the middle of the night and go to the bathroom or get a drink of water or something. I don't remember it a lot. Ryan says, yeah, you got up like four times last night just because I'm a, I'm a heavy sleeper. You pee four times? It depends on how much I drink <laughs> right before bed. Um, but I'm not going to – that's just like getting up and just walking 10 feet to the bathroom and coming back. Right. And, well, you're doing a very like routine type uh, yeah. of behavior. But I've never done something where I've gone to the kitchen and got a drink and opened doors and then went back to bed in another room. Like that I remember. <laughs> like that I definitely remember <laughs> unless you're sleepwalking <laughs> the private investigator that Lindsay had hired he believes that there's probable cause 
that Carly should have been listed as endangered and not a runaway like she originally was. They listed her as a runaway? Yeah. He also said that he believed that Carly's bedding was never tested, and he said the cars were never tested. So he wants that those things tested to see if there's any evidence that maybe she had died in bed or sh- and then transported in a car driving mm-hmm. over boulders. <laughs> How big are these boulders? <laughs> I don't know. It's a desert. Aren't they big boulders? I mean, yeah, I guess so. I mean, big enough for a Corolla to go over. <laughs> <laughs> and there are a couple conspiracy theories surrounding Carly's disappearance. Of course Carly's there are. Yes, there always is. One is a video posted on YouTube titled, Found Missing Teen in Mountains Called 911. Two men who are out biking in the mountains claim to have found Carly walking on a trail. The video was 26 minutes long and posted by user Joey Mac 420, which Joey Mac 420, like Joey McIntyre from New Kids on the Block. I'm just saying 420, and then 420. <laughs> all right, okay. says everything you need to know. Please don't go, girl. <laughs> the thumbnail of the video was Carly's picture with her missing poster on it. Okay. So Joey Mack is biking and he passes this girl and he says something about, you know, that was so creepy. Where did she come from? This was in Hemet, California in July 2019. So wow. quite a bit after her disappearance. Okay. The video got 22 million views. It was not Carly. It was a 15-year-old girl and her boyfriend who had run away. But the video stayed up and people oh, kept gosh. watching it. Basically, they used Carly as clickbait. They wanted views. It was never Carly. No one ever thought it was Carly. It was just used to get people to watch their videos, which is incredibly misleading. I no longer like Joey Mac 420. No, Joey Mac 420, you suck. This other one is so weird. It's the YouTuber named Kate Yup. Okay. Kate Yup was a YouTuber with over a million subscribers who did ASMR eating videos. Okay. Have you heard of these? Well, I've I, I'm not ashamed to say that I've listened to them of like cats eating. I can't do it because people will do the little thing, but then their little nose crunches and they're just like, I can't. No, oh, it's adorable I when cats do it, but I can't. I don't do watch it. people eat. No, that drives me insane. I can't do it. Can't do any of it. No, thank you. Basically, for those who don't know what these videos are, it's people eating a bunch of food, like pounds and pounds of food on camera, mic'd for people to watch and listen to because people like the sound of other people eating food. I I do not. No. I don't want to hear you eat. And Kate Yep's videos were very popular. She would eat pounds of fish and oh my god lobster and i just oh i don't like fish so much food but people started to suspect that maybe she was being forced to do these videos when they started noticing cuts on her mouth and bruises on her arms oh god some claimed to possibly hear a male voice in the background ordering her to eat she was also always blindfolded so you couldn't see like her eyes or anything so it was very weird but then yup's videos began to capitalize on these rumors 
and seemed oh, to no. maybe be playing it up. So she would write things on screen and would capitalize certain letters, like SOS. Like it's a code. Yeah. Some people thought she was tapping Morse code on the side of a bowl. So, yeah, it seems that she kind of got wind of this and decided, hey, we're going to go with it. It's okay to not put some things on the internet. It's okay to not put a lot of things on the internet. It's okay to, like, just not have to create weird content. Some people also thought that Kate Yup resembled Carly, and it took off on social media. So it was all over social media. All these armchair sleuths were claiming that Yup was Carly. She had been kidnapped. She was being forced to make these videos. Oh, my God. Lindsay did say that all of this would pa- was passed on to law enforcement and they checked it out and found it not to be credible. Okay. One reason was because Kate Yup's first video was uploaded April 23rd, 2018. It was before Carly even okay. went missing. So yeah. there you go. It's, it's not Carly. However, people still believe that it is. And, you know, there's going to be some people out there that's like, oh, well, she's really this girl in this YouTube video. And so they're going to quit looking for her or focus on right. only that aspect of of looking for her. Right. And Kate, yep, never came out to say anything. So she kind of just went for it, which is really crappy to do. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't use a missing woman to further my YouTube videos. No, that's gross. That's weird. There were also weird theories that the sightings on Carly were actually Melissa pretending to be her to throw people off, eh? which I don't think makes no sense at all. That's at, a lot of work. For one, they don't look anything alike because Carly's 16 years old and her stepmom's probably <laughs> in her like late 40s, early 50s. She's the chameleon. What? The chameleon. The guy that took, um, he was like 30 something and he did Nicholas Spark. Oh, yeah. That guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, they're not even, it, this sounds bad, but they're not blood related. It's her stepmom. It's not like yeah. it's her mom who she may resemble a little bit. Right. No. Plus, that's a lot of work. If you have a missing child and you go out to pose as the missing child to have a sighting of the missing child, that's a lot of ways for you to get caught and slip up. Exactly. Why not just not pose? And you just, just don't do anything. Yeah. Okay, I love a good conspiracy theory. I really do, but, but those aren't y'all do, do better. Yeah, <laughs> Y'all need to do better with these conspiracy theories. In December 2018, there was bloody underwear that was found near coyote poop that was tested, but it was Ew. believed not to be from Carly. It was out in the desert. Okay. That was just a little, little thing I saw. disturbing. I hope they found who it belonged to. That was not said. It was just that it wasn't Carly. <laughs> it's like, okay, bloody underwear in the woods. <laughs> there have been sightings in Nevada and California of Carly, but none have turned out to be her. In January 2019, 18-year-old James Doolin pled guilty to contributing to delinquency of a minor because he provided the weed to Carly at oh, the party. See? But just weed. There's been yeah. nothing that's been said about any other drug that was at that party. The case is still a missing persons case, but there's really not evidence pointing to what happened, and police don't have any theories. They continue to look into it. They continue to have a tip line open. They just don't. They don't have anywhere to go with this. Yeah. They don't have evidence of anything. Aww. There's been some Damn. trouble in Carly's family. February 11th, 2021, 
Melissa called 911 citing domestic violence, and Zach was arrested for felony corporal injury to his spouse, meaning that Melissa was injured in this. There has to be actual physical injury. In May May of 2021, police went to the residence again when Zach and Carly's older brother, Kane, got into a fight and Kane put a knife to his own throat, threatening to kill himself. Melissa left with Kane's girlfriend to get her to safety. And then earlier this year, Kane was arrested um, after an assault with a firearm that he committed. Kane, no. Yeah. Honey, so all no. of this is bad. It's, I don't think the family had anything to do with this, but you can tell that this is really affecting them. That yeah, it, it domestic, has. It's, it there's no like excuse it. for domestic violence at all. Mm-mm. But I think that this is products of we're really screwed up because we don't know what happened to our daughter and to yeah. our sister. So, yeah. There's... And, you know, the boys, if they grow up seeing parents fight and argue, too, kids are smart. They're mm-hmm. going to hone in on things that yeah. you don't think they're going to know about, but they will feel it and they will think that arguing and fussing and fighting and violence is normal. Right. Exactly. And to them, it's okay to put a knife to your throat and threaten to kill yourself. Yeah. In some cases. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. And, uh, so we do have theories. We have Lindsay's theory that she believes Carly OD'd and her body was disposed of. Okay. Another is that she left home possibly still feeling the effects of whatever she was on Mm -hmm. and she was kidnapped from the side of the road possibly trafficked one theory is that carly wandered off into the desert around her home Mm -hmm. again either feeling the effects of a drug or maybe she was in a mental health crisis that was kind of exacerbated by a drug and you can die of exposure in a desert really fast absolutely that and yeah it will hide your body in a heartbeat. It's not mm-hmm. easy to inve- like investigate every little square inch of a desert. There's animals that will go out there and scavenge you. And like it's just, it's not as easy as it seems. I no. mean, Daniel Robinson is still missing out here and they were searching for him like pretty fast. Yeah. I think people, um, I think people overestimate and think it's really easy that there's just going to be a body laying there. But um, if she wandered off into the desert, I mean, it was three hours before anyone ever called the police. So that's yeah. three hours of her possibly walking into the desert. I kind of go back and forth. A part of me wonders if she was maybe exper- if what her friend said was true, that she was starting to maybe experience this weird behavior of paranoia. Yeah. That maybe smoking exacerbated what issues were kind of bubbling up. Yeah. And she ended up with a mental health crisis uh-huh. and that she wandered off possibly into the desert Mm -hmm. maybe somebody could have grabbed her I always feel like that's kind of that does that really happen the perfect storm of a very vulnerable person wandering off at the exact moment where somebody is driving by who wants to who wants to kidnap somebody I don't know I just could her be a meet in the middle scenario where maybe she hitchhiked and like willingly got in a car with somebody and then Mm -hmm either asked to be dropped off and it was just a passerby going through on a long road trip and didn't think anything about it. Or maybe yeah. somebody picked her up and dropped her off and see her on the news. And they're like, Holy crap, I'm going to get in so much trouble if I come forward. So some people aren't going to come forward. I would I come mean, forward. I would say, oh, I definitely. Hey, would. I had no idea. I picked this girl up and I dropped her off here. I like, 
yeah, I, mean, like, I dropped whatever. her off at like, the, I, at the uh, rest stop. Like, check the cameras. <laughs> it was right. 7.48 p.m. Right. I always think of truckers, too, because I think that they're not so connected with news of places that they're driving through. Yeah. That you could have a trucker who picks her up and says, yeah, I'll take you here. And that they have absolutely no idea yeah. that she's then reported as a missing child. Yeah. I, my personal opinion is that either she was experiencing a mental health crisis and wandered off into the desert and died mm-hmm. or she was on something like LSD. Yeah. Um, some kind of hallucinogenic and she wandered off and died. That's what I think too. I don't think it was just marijuana. I think it, she, it, she had to have ingested something else, mm-hmm. especially for her eyes to be dilated and real big like that. Right. And, and her looking pale and sick and, like she physically didn't feel good or yeah. look good. Oh, one thing I did forget to mention, and one thing that Lindsay does believe that she was she was on something that was not pot, was that at some point Carly had asked Lindsay about LSD, just maybe curious about it, oh. but she had brought it up to her. So she thinks that it's possible that she, she has was some maybe LSD on something like LSD. It, yeah. I don't think it's pot, and I think that maybe there was something else i never saw any reports that anyone else at the party was experiencing anything so i don't think it's a she smoked something that was laced with Mm -hmm. something else because i would doubt that she would have her own joint to smoke that (laughs) multiple (laughs) people are going to be doing it as well and uh, if something was in that if something was laced other people would have been experiencing something i I've never even seen anything where police talk to people at the party. I'm hoping they did. I'm assuming they I did. I hope so. I'm. Well, they talked to the one kid that, that gave him the pot. So. Well, yeah, he got arrested. So I haven't heard any stories where people have come out to be like, yeah, there was also LSD at the party or whatever. But that could just Man, be I kids that don't want to say anything about it. It'd be like, look, all right, kids, whenever you're at this party, you're in high school, you're doing drugs you're not supposed to be doing. But we have a person that's missing here. Just come clean and tell us everything and don't do it again. We'll call it even. Like, help us find her and we'll keep the punishment to a minimum. Right. I wonder if there's a history of mental illness in her family with schizophrenia or anything that might make her have sort of this paranoia feelings and then maybe being under the influence of some drugs just amplified it tremendously. Yeah, I haven't heard any other reports of anyone at least in her immediate family who experienced something like schizophrenia huh that's really sad and if you guys are ever in a situation where you drink too much or not feeling well or ate something or but you're doing something illegal go to the hospital if you need yeah. help if your you life help. is more important or if you're with somebody who's experiencing something yes. like that don't try to hide it don't try and hide it get them some help and don't tape them unless you're taping them to show <laughs> okay. a doctor this is what they're experiencing. Yeah, get them help. That's the moral of the story. Help moral people. Moral of the story. Help people. Help people more. Avoid situations like these. I really wish they would have taken her to the ER. I know. And I'm sure like, they do I know too. it sounds, I don't want to sound blamey in any way, but it's just like, oh my God, that one, that one thing could have saved so much. Mm-hmm. I know. And I'm sure they think about that every second. Oh, they probably do. Like, it's probably something that they wrestle with themselves, too. Mm-hmm. So, real quick, when Carly disappeared, just for anybody out there who's listening, she was believed to be wearing a white t-shirt, Vans shoes, in either dark gray sweatpants or a pair of skinny jeans. She was not dressed for the harsh desert elements. 
And at the time of her disappearance, she was five foot seven inches, weighed 110 pounds. She has brown hair and blue eyes, and her left nostril is pierced. Oh, and she's she, tiny. She was tiny. She was a tiny thing. So, and she is still a missing person. Yeah, the elements will take you faster if you're tiny like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, poor girl. I hope they find her. That would be amazing if she's found. So, yeah, wow. that is the disappearance of Carly Gousset. I hope they find her. Me too. Shall we talk about Delphi? Yes. Let's talk about Delphi. Let's go talk about Delphi. So I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. Um, for I mean, I'm hoping most of you know this by now, that if you have followed the murders of Libby German and Abby Williams, then hopefully you've seen in the news that there was an arrest made and a man named Richard Allen was charged with two counts of murder of the girls and he is innocent until proven guilty i will say that he allegedly did this we have to be good about this um (laughs) yes he's a suspect so getting that text from you oh my god i was crying when i texted it (laughs) all i saw was my name in caps and was like what dana doesn't talk like this dana doesn't i wish that what i wish i could have typed in bigger capital letters like those capital letters were not big enough to show how excited I was to tell you this yeah and I was in the middle of a very busy week but it was like screeched to a halt when I saw that text and was like okay I was behind my computer and I was like crying I couldn't see a lot of like through my tears and I first saw it on a discord group because somebody in one of my discord groups posted it and I'm like no wait so I went to google and I Google the Delphi murders and I only saw headlines. I didn't click on any of the articles, but it was like all stories about uh-huh. an arrest being made. So the very next thing I do was go to Kelsey German's Twitter page to see what she has to say about yes, it. Because she to is Kelsey. my authority yes, <laughs> on this she's case. the source. And she posted on there and it was so calm and it was so like, she's like, um, today is like, what did she say? She said something about, you know, if you have questions, direct them directly to the prosecutor's mm-hmm. office or police. Like we appreciate all your love and support. And then she wrote today is the day with a heart emoji. And that's what did it. I'm mm-hmm. like, Oh my God, this is when the tears start coming. I got to text you. <laughs> because I know at least Becky Patty would post Becky Patty is Libby's grandma. Right. She would post every single day. Today yes. Is the day. Today is the day. And then she mm-hmm. added three exclamation marks. Yes. With today is the day, three exclamation marks. So, yeah, it's, and I don't know if anybody caught the press conference, which I know a lot of people were very angry about because it didn't give enough information. But I will say that there's a reason for that. And the reason is that they want to make sure they are doing everything they possibly can to get a conviction that nothing gets screwed up and this guy doesn't walk. That's why documents are sealed. That's why they are not releasing information is because they don't want to jeopardize anything. And that is the priority, not your curiosity over it. We don't deserve anything. We don't, we are not entitled to anything. So just sit down and let the process happen. Yes. And this is a case that they absolutely cannot afford to mess up. You cannot go back after the fact and say, we got the wrong guy or the evidence didn't match up. You cannot risk going to trial with the wrong person. Right. 
And there's going to be a hearing, I believe it's November 22nd, that could mm-hmm. change. There's going to, it's going to be like a, almost like a public forum about releasing the probable cause warrant. Oh, I yeah. guess, because okay. people are wanting that. And so the judge is going to hear opinions from the public. Both Becky Patty and Kelsey German want that sealed. They don't want it opened. And I encourage anybody, I just read Becky Patty's, um, she did, she posted on Twitter kind of her reasoning of not wanting this probable cause warrant opened. And it's basically saying, like, if you put that information out there, then you jeopardize a fair trial. And it sucks, but we want this guy to have his fair trial because that's going to ensure that they get the right person. And plus he can't come up later if he's convicted and the evidence is strong. He can't come up later and say, I need a new trial because the jury was biased or for some other reason, what you want to do is make sure that you, all of your T's are crossed, all of your I's are dotted and it is absolutely perfect. Right. Because there's going to be a, regardless, there's always appeals And you have the right to appeal your conviction. Right. It's a whole process. You want to make sure everything that you have possibly done does not come up on appeal and get something overturned. Right. So that's the reasoning behind it. We may not like it. He may be a scumbag. He is an alleged scumbag, but that scumbag also <laughs> alleged des- scumbag. I love it. <laughs> but that alleged scumbag also deserves a fair trial. That's part of our process of what our justice system does and it sucks when when the person when it looks like that person is guilty it sucks but yeah he still deserves constitutionally a fair trial but here's the thing two things are going to happen with this either he'll go to trial he'll plead not guilty which i think he did initially which is normal it's procedure you're stupid if you plead guilty right away sorry so he'll get indicted and then go to trial and then the evidence will come out Mm -hmm. or he will plead guilty and we may or may not see some of the evidence but he'll go to prison for it you'll have the penalty phase so (laughs) right i don't see what's wrong with it here people (laughs) really want to they They want blood they want blood and they're very curious and i get it as somebody who has followed this case, I want to know too. But to me, it's more important to get a conviction and to get justice for those girls uh-huh. and for that family. I don't I don't need to know the details if it means that somebody can be put away for this. The right person right. can be put away for this. Um, that's what matters the most, not us. We don't we don't matter. Our mm-hmm. morbid curiosity doesn't matter. So we'll see what happens. I know that um, the original judge recused himself and I believe he was in Carroll County and he, they're calling for a special judge outside of the county, I think, to take this case. That might which be smart. <laughs> makes sense. Um, I would not be surprised if the trial was moved outside Oh, hundred percent. This is not going to be held there. It'll be a change of venue. And I think the first date the first like hearing date is January and the trial set for March, but that'll wow, change. Wow, they said a trial already? That'll change. Well, because you constitutionally have a right to a speedy trial. Right. So they always set a date very soon after charging and most people waive their right to a speedy trial, which is why everything gets extended. So basically oh, okay. saying like, I just no, figured I'm, they would um, go to like indictment and then like 
schedule the trial or whatever but they schedule they schedule everything and then most people will waive their right to a speedy trial because okay you want to draw it out things will get moved things will get pushed back you'll have the discovery phase you'll have all of that so most people will say like nope i'm waving i'm waving my right to that and then it gets extended but they have to set that initial date okay so it'd be interesting if it did go on in uh, march if they didn't push it back or anything i doubt it would I would think I don't have I don't have a feeling that this guy's gonna <laughs> he's not gonna find any much. Piece, no um so but the only thing that I'm curious about was what tipped them off to this guy was mm-hmm. it a tip called in was it DNA evidence was it something there's a lot of rumors going around online oh, there's people. a ton there's like a I ton. read them sometimes just for you know my own curiosity but it's like everybody has a friend of a friend and their cousin said this and their cousin is a and a sheriff's deputy or somebody nobody has names ever <laughs> yeah and of course people are talking about things that they never should be talking about right and you can't prove any of it but my gosh people be careful of like just pulling people's pictures online saying this is the Don't guy do that. too. god i saw so many pictures i did too after that arrest and i mean his picture was included in that but i thought right there were so many other pictures of but there's like people. four or five other people here that can come down hard on you for saying uh hello you're gonna accuse me of being a murderer of two yeah teenagers? you can get in trouble for that yeah you can so and i hear that delphi kind of got swarmed by reporters and podcasters and yeah. youtubers and whatnot which is like horrible leave them alone just leave them alone okay so let me ask you something if kelsey german like turns down i don't know what cnn or somebody that wants to talk to her about this case what makes you think some little youtuber with 742 subscribers is gonna is gonna get her to talk to their channel why like don't be i heard people knock on the doors of richard allen's house and like his wife or his parents too like come on no don't be doing that either that's stupid don't do that he's got a kid he's got a daughter and he has a wife we don't Family know. members like, of criminals are victims also. They are victims their, as well. They're also victims of these murders. They just didn't know it at the time. Right. You hope that they didn't know it. You hope that they right, didn't know right. it. If, if it turns out somebody knew about it, my opinion will change. Until yeah. then, leave them alone. They're, yeah. I can't imagine what they're going through. So find something like that out is awful. Um, I guess, should we pick up our recording schedule two weeks from now? Um. Yeah, we can do that. Okay. Just because I might need a little extra time to work on my story, I'm finishing up a book about it. Okay. It should be a movie. Okay. Why is this not a movie? I don't know. Um, I think it was made into like a made-for-TV movie or something, but we mm-hmm. need a major studio behind this. The story is crazy. All righty. So, yeah, hopefully this can be up by Wednesday, and then we'll just resume our regular every-other-week schedule. Perfect, because that gives me an extra week to finish this book that I'm reading. Tweet. Tweet? Sweet. Oh, I thought you said tweet. (laughs) Tweet. Okay, and we'll see you guys in two weeks. See you guys in two weeks. Bye. Bye. One is a video that was posted on YouTube titled, Hi, Sweetness. It was not titled, <laughs> Hi, Sweetness. <laughs>
what? <laughs> Sorry. 